This is the Nerds Adulting Podcast, a show by nerds for everyone. If you would like to know more, please go to our website, nerdsadulting.com, or you can follow me on Twitch, Instagram, or Twitter at pistolpete underscore nap. If you would like to support the pod, please check out our Patreon where donators can get t-shirts, pins, or stickers. Also, don't forget to join the Discord to join our awesome community of nerds. Check the description for all of the links. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nerds Adulting Podcast. I am one of your hosts, actually your only host for today's episode, Peter Pistol Pete. Today is a very special episode. Super excited to talk to Adam Bruff, or also known as Bruffy, YouTube streamer, or YouTube and streamer, Twitch streamer, correct? <laughs> am I getting that right? Yeah, yeah, both, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, first, I want to say thank you so much for coming on to talk to me a little bit i wanted to pick your brain about content creation being a youtuber you seem to you seem to have sort of skyrocketed over the past few years uh, like over two hundred seventy thousand subscribers now that's fucking amazing <laughs> and um <laughs> and i actually met your fiance first because i was a fan of her twitch streams and she came on a few years ago to talk and so that's kind of like how we linked up and um i'm just so happy to have you on today so how are you doing uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Um, thanks for having me on. Y- you come highly recommended from Xerxes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, yes. Xerxes, yes. Uh, Twitch stream Xerxes, uh, Liz. Oh, oh, and congratulations on the wedding. I saw some of the pictures. You guys looked amazing. And I'm very happy uh, for you all. Uh, congratulations again. Thank you. Well. I noticed you mentioned you said uh, fiance earlier, and I was going to correct you and say yeah. wife, but no. <laughs> yes, no, wife, yeah, wife, wife now. now. Sorry, I'm all, I'm wife. Up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that is super awesome. You guys looked great. I loved. I saw the pictures on social media. So yes, um, today the focus is going to be you and sort of your journey. We talked a little bit about what I wanted to talk about with you, and uh, I wanted to start with. Uh, you seem to be a nerd, uh, and that's usually that's one of the reasons why I wanted you on here. And the first question I ask everybody this on the pod is, how did you identify with nerd culture growing up besides video games or including video games? Like, how did you sort of find your way into nerd culture? Um, I mean, video games mainly is the, the first thing that comes to mind. You know, I've, I've had video game consoles since sort of the the Sega Mega Drive days playing Micro Machines and then N64 nice. and all that kind of stuff. Um, but even growing up, I, you know, I watched Star Trek and all that kind of stuff, you know, sci-fi stuff I've always enjoyed. So it's kind of all gone hand in hand, you know. I think my mum used to watch the old Star Trek, uh, the original series, and then I got into, you know, the next generation as well, and and then the Star Wars and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's just, I think it, it that it's become more of a general culture thing to be, you know, okay with nerd culture and sci-fi stuff as, as time has gone over over the last, like, 20 years or something, and I've just fell into that naturally, yeah. I think. Yeah, I've noticed, so I'm 38, so I've noticed as time has gone on with social media and everything that actually nerd culture isn't like something that's this exclusive thing that sort of had the stigma for so many years. It's actually everybody's a nerd. And I kind of think 
everyone could be a nerd and I always say you can be a nerd in anything, right? You can be nerdy in health with food. You can be nerdy with makeup. Like my ex-wife, she is huge into makeup. I'm like, you're a makeup nerd. And so I think now it's sort of like more culturally acceptable. And I think it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's it's one of the best things that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably what drives some success for success for like probably your channel and for other YouTubers and content creators too, which I mean... I mean, the MCU are billion dollar movie pumping out billion dollar movies. So, I mean, obviously something is working <laughs> when it comes to, to yeah, nerd culture. So how, how did this uh, streaming and YouTubing thing sort of begin? Like when, when, or how did you get started and what sort of motivated you? Cause I think your first video, as far as I could tell, went back was 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been, um, I, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I do have videos on my channel from like 2006, 2007, <laughs> 2008, back when, you know, YouTube was just being born. Um, but I wasn't, you know, doing it properly. I wasn't like doing commentaries or uploading regularly or anything like that. I think it was just every time I would do something that I thought was some sort of achievement in a video game, I would just decide to upload. Um, the very first videos I uploaded to youtube i this was back in the day where recording devices weren't even a thing i had i had a dvd recorder mm. and oh, wow. i recorded my gameplay onto a dvd put that onto a laptop and somehow managed to get the video files off the dvd <laughs> to then upload to youtube so like my early videos were uploaded in 2006 but the actual recordings of them took place in like i don't know 2005 or four or something like that and they were just random gaming moments that I thought, oh, this, this would be fun to upload. And they did surprisingly well for back then, you know, 100, 200,000 views for some videos back in yeah. 2006, 2008 was crazy. Um, but then I didn't really do anything with it. Again, it was just random gaming videos. Even I went to uni in 2008 to 2012, mm. I was doing university. So I wasn't really you know, doing anything uploading wise again i was playing games every now and then and i would upload some random stuff but um then i ended uni and started working um just a, a job at a local cart circuit and i thought i want to oh. i want to make a youtube video i want to make make I, I started i actually started getting into watching youtube channels at that point like i didn't i wasn't really aware of that until maybe late 2011 2012 mm. something like that and I actually started, you know, subscribing to channels and watching them regularly. And I thought, why couldn't I do this? You know, I want, I want to do this. Um, I was still into games, mainly Gears of War and all that kind of stuff. And we were playing sort of every night and competitively and things. And I was like, I want to make videos about this and do some commentaries and talk about it, just for my own interest, really, just because I thought it would be enjoyable for the process of making these videos. Um. And that's, that's kind of how it all started. At the end of 2012, I think it was, I started doing things regularly. So a couple of things there. That's super interesting because I know I'm familiar with, because I was ripping, you know, I was pirating tons of crap around that time. So I'm familiar, I'm familiar with how difficult it is to copy a DVD. And then I'm just imagining my head, just the difficulties of recording something. I, on a- <laughs> I don't know how I did it, honestly. Like Thinking back now, I can't remember exactly what I did. I, I saw the files in... It was some. So I don't know how I got those files off that DVD, the video files, but I did somehow. 
Well, that just tells me you're probably extremely resourceful because I understand how <laughs> difficult that could be. But I'm glad you brought that up about the YouTube stuff because that was one of the next questions I had was like, so who were you watching or who who were some of the influences you had uh, during your YouTube? Like, did you have someone that you wanted to sort of mimic in a way or agree? It's like a recommendation I've heard or advice a lot of people say is fine, like a few handful of YouTubers that you want to mimic and then sort of like mimic them, but create your own and kind of grow into yourself. Did you have any of those? Um, I think so, but I, it would probably be difficult to say names that anyone would maybe recognize at this point. <laughs> a lot of them have they kind of on. gone off and done different things. Mm-hmm. Um, it was mainly a few gears of war creators. I was really into gears of war three as it was at the time. And we were playing that regularly and, I was kind of watching some guys do some commentaries on that, talking about the game and the mechanics and how to be better and improve and things like that. Um, one guy specifically, name was Arctic, um, and he he is now um, he's now a community manager at Epic, I think. Oh, uh, so he doesn't really do YouTube anymore. Mm. But he was one of my early influences. I think the first ever video I watched on YouTube was from uh, Mister Shy City. If, if that's a name that is right it's not gaming related at all um he, he's he's giving a tour of his stocked fridge it's, it's, it's <laughs> an old video it's a really old video it's an incredible video well, um so it's like a pioneer for his time because back then no one was doing that but now everyone's doing weird videos like that so it sounds like a pioneer to me. <laughs> yeah he, he just got this fridge stocked. It's a great video, but I'll try to find it and dig it out if you wanted to link it somewhere. But, oh, yes, definitely. If you um, find it, share it to me. I'll put it in the description so people can watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was the first ever video I watched on YouTube, and I, I then watched sort of his whole back catalog. And then it must have, this was probably over the course of a number of years that I just gradually started watching more and more YouTube. Not a lot until sort of like the, the gaming stuff came in, and I realized there was all these creators talking about games that I was interested in as well and playing games that I was interested in and it was quite entertaining to watch. Um, so, yeah, I, then then it was just like, I, I want to do that. I want to talk about the game that I'm enjoying and, and playing all the time. So I did, you know, Gears of War is where I started. So I guess I emulated, you know, the Arctic in that respect um, and then moved. I, I also was interested in racing games. So I did the same sort of thing with that as well. Yeah, so I noticed that because I went back and I was just, you know, because I like to do my research on, on guests. I think it's it's proper to do that, you know, like, and um, you're going to have people on, you should know who you're talking to. And I, I went back yeah. and I looked at them, yeah, I saw some Gears of War stuff on there. And I thought that was really interesting. I did notice, though, that those videos didn't do quite as well as your older, like, racing vids that you had. And so now you're basically a pretty big Grand, Grand Theft Auto Five YouTuber. And so I'm kind of interested uh, how that how that changed you said you worked in cart and cart racing as for a little bit there and so i'm kind of so you obviously have interest in cars and so i'm kind of interested in how that transitioned from dabbling in gears of war to doing racing videos all the way up to like grant grand theft auto i saw some gran turismo stuff in there too and so i'm kind of interested in how that happened for you like when did you like how did you kind of realize yeah, this so <clears throat> It, it kind of, I think Gears of War was kind of the, um, it happened to be the game that I was focusing on at the time that I could make videos on and talk about because I'd seen other people make videos and talk about it as well. And, you know, I, I wanted to do the same sort of thing. Um, but 
I've always loved motorsport. You know, I've watched Formula One since the age of like six or seven years old. It's always been on in the house. Mm. And I've played racing games over the years, Gran Turismo's, Forza Motorsports. Um, so I had put up random videos back in like 2008 and the 2010s before I was doing it properly of, you know, Gran Turismo random achievements that I'd managed to do some hard difficulty tasks that I managed to complete. I would upload those to YouTube, things like that. Um, so there was always going to be like a racing aspect to the channel and motorsport related. Gears of War is where it started because that's what I was playing most of the time. But then I also went back and uh, had this Falls of Flashbacks series. So Falls of Motorsport, nice. looking back on old replays that I'd done because I wasn't actively playing it, but I still wanted to have a racing element to the channel. So I would look back on old replays and talk about those races. Um, and that's kind of what I was focusing on, you know, Forza Motorsport and Forza Horizon when that came out and Gears of War. Those were the two that I kind of did over the sort of the first year of my channel. Um, and then I've always what enjoyed the GTA games. You know, GTA, since GTA 3 was the first one I played, immediately fell in love with it. And Vice City is my favorite probably my, one of my favorite games of all time. And, you know, I've played them all, 100% completed them all. And nice. with GTA 5 on the way, I was I was obviously, since I had a channel, I didn't have many subscribers, maybe like 200 or something from mm-hmm. the Gears stuff and the Forza stuff. But I was good, it was just going to be another game that I would start covering. Um, and I used to do a lot of racing on GTA 4. Um, and I thought, well, I'll just do some racing on GTA 5 as well. You know, natural to do. It's a game about cars. I like cars. I like racing. Um, and I'll cover sort of a ra- how the racing is in that game as well as the game itself. And I, I did for a little bit. Got a little bit of traction with some videos. You know, got some views, but nothing major. Kind of the same as what was happening with the gear stuff. And then I saw... YouTubers at the time were putting out videos of what the fastest car in the game was, and they were completely wrong, and it was bogus information. (laughs) And I just thought, wait a minute, this isn't right. I I should find this out for myself. I have at least some skills from all I've learned on racing games, and I've done karting as well in real life, um, as well as working at the track. So it was just a case of I'll take these cars around around a proper track and see what lap times they actually get in a proper way. Put out some videos ranking all the cars, and that's kind of where it all started. You know, I think it almost sounds like you you just you just happen upon like something that was like perfect for you in a sense because one you have GTA Five, which has a huge following, so you have tons of players, right? I mean, this game came out in what twenty sixteen, twenty fifteen. But it has a huge 2013. following. Twenty thirteen. Oh God. Oh my God. That's it's right. Insane, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So you have this game that's super popular, and then you have people that you know want more information or want you know like how to stuff, and it's sort of like it's perfect for you because I watched um, um, a bunch of videos, and the one that I really thought was super interesting that would fit me. I'm not a GTA player, and so but one that would that called out to me was your spoiler video when you were talking about the downforce and the, and sort of like the evolution of the spoiler. And I was like, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. such great content. Like I just, I love that video because of how in depth you went. 
and it almost is like that's I said, one of my that's a very recent video and it's one of my favorite videos that i've made i think on the channel it was it was a culmination of all these years of like how i've learned how to present information and make a good <laughs> video about it and just knowing the content so in depth and being able to put it out there i was really proud of how that one came well it definitely shows it's i think that's like a great that's like a perfect youtube video example of how to present uh, like a not, I guess like a how-to or an informational video on anything almost, right? And so I just, not just the fact, not just that it was well done, but also this the game and how it's like progressed over time. But I just, I thought that was really interesting. Like I didn't realize that the racing was so nuanced now and so in depth. Like I, I guess I'm just thinking in my head, it's just GTA cars, right? Like the horrible handling, but no, it's it's progressed so far. And I was like, that video is just sort of like you know laid it out for people like me who yeah. doesn't really do the racing stuff in gta i'm usually just I right around people think that there is a definite like stigma that i'm I'm racing on gta why would you race on gta you know go play a real racing game which i do as well you know i'm playing i racing and proper simulator stuff but gta like one of the, my most often questions that i get asked is why do you race on gta of all things and it's just because of the variety and like you say the nuance that people don't necessarily think about it is actually there it is quite in-depth but also keeping to sort of pr- decent principles of racing like racing lines actually matter and where you brake and accelerate it the, it's the the basics of racing are all there just with some extra nuance and different cars and yeah it, it's good it's really good fun yeah, I think that what interests me, what I find super interesting about GTA is they're all like they're fake cars. They're not real cars. Like when you play like Forza Horizon or something like that, you you yeah. have the history of the the Mustang or the McLaren. You know, like things like that. They're McLaren, sorry. And then like you have like the, the, the history behind one. Like someone for like me, if I were to jump in, I would have no idea. So what I would do is I probably would watch your videos to figure out which ones to use. So that's another like interesting thing. I, I think an interesting dynamic that Grand Tur- or Grand Theft Auto Five has is that. They're not real cars. They're all <laughs> made up, essentially, right? Yeah, yeah. And if nobody goes out and actually tests them and figures out how quick each one is, how who's going to know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I, I just think that's uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's almost like you found like the perfect match for you and and content creation, and it works well. I mean, I obviously, did. you're doing well. It was it was quite a lucky match. I think it just so happened that. I was interested in the racing side of things in general, and I was interested in GTA and GTA online comes along and I didn't think I would still be covering it this far <laughs> down the line. Um, but there was a perfect blend of those two things. I started testing some cars and everybody wanted that information. And then I've become the go-to guy for that now. So yeah, it is, yeah. it is a good, you know, lucky in in a way. Yeah. I mean, but still, I mean, you- I guess you could say that you're lucky, but you still put in the work. You can see that you put in the effort and the time and to do all this stuff. So that, that definitely shows on your videos. And uh, so great job on your videos, I guess is what I'm trying Thank to you. say. You're Thanks. welcome. <laughs> uh, I do have a question for you, though. Do you have a preferred video game system? I, I know I'm stoking the fanboy flame, fan, fanboy console <laughs> war flames here, but I'm just curious to know because I don't know what, what you record on, if it's PC right? or do you have. So I guess do you have a pre- preferred system in general? um i don't to be honest i really don't care um good answer I'm just <laughs> in the past i mean it was sort of my, my consoles have been sega mega drive and then an n64 i never had a playstation one hmm. um and then i went to the playstation 2 and then the xbox 360 
and then I only got a PS3 because of the channel and playing GTA on the 360. I wanted to also play it on PS3 and you know get with the community that were on that side of the things as well because obviously there's no crossplay. Um, and then yeah, since then really, I mean, I I generally always preferred the 360 experience to the PS3, but after that point, I've just not cared. I you know I got the gaming PC. PS4, Xbox One, and now I'm on gaming PC, PS5, and Series X, and it's generally the same experience. Sometimes it's actually a little bit easier on the consoles to mm. to because the PC can be a little bit faff, a bit of a faff with recording and making sure the frame rates are all syncing up nicely with the video, and and you know it can be a bit of a pain sometimes. But um, in general, I don't really care. Yeah, I, I I think I sentiment the same same feelings towards console gaming. I, I don't own a Series X just because I personally don't own a Series X just because it doesn't that platform doesn't offer anything that I really want. So that's so why you can see you guys can't see it, but in in our call you can see my PS5 staged prominently to my my right, your left. <laughs> but yeah, I, as a as a hobbyist of streaming, I can completely agree that streaming on your PC can be sort of can be a little bit more painful and like just firing like I've, I've been playing this is gonna lead into my next question i've been p- playing uh horizon forbidden west and i can just boot it up and i can play like it's just ready to go and, and yeah. I, I never have any issues and that's one one of the things i like about console gaming so uh that being said what do you and if you do play games not related to content your con your content you put out like what are you playing or generally what what do you play when you're not doing your content stuff, if you do. I I genuinely think that covering video games for my now career and and job has ruined video games for me in free time, (laughs) honestly. It's it's crazy. Um, I I just, like, you know, you get older and you've got a house to look after Mm. and pets and, you know, now wife and all this kind of stuff. And, you, you get less and less time to actually play games. So in a way, I kind of, I, I get this feeling that it really has to, you know, pull me in. A game really has to make me want to play it and be exceptional for me to play it in my spare time. Mm-hmm. I've played a lot of fantastic games on stream as playthroughs, um, you know, a lot of indie games and other stuff, but it, it's different doing it as a playthrough or a let's play on a stream to, to just sitting down and playing a game. And I just don't do that anymore. Really. Um, the last game I played, I think off stream just for my own personal enjoyment was super Mario Odyssey. Um, oh. on the switch. And I think the switch allowed that to happen because of the mm-hmm. fact that I could have it in different places on the couch or in bed or something like that. Um, but it was a game that it just, it hit me in the right place. It was quite, it was enjoyable. It wanted, I wanted to keep playing it and go through it. And, but since then I've tried a number of other things and it just, nothing has really pulled me in enough, especially long form games. I mean, I used to love things like mass effect, you know, mass effect <sighs> is my one of my favorite series <sighs> of all time. Um, Great series. And the, yeah. the thought now of going back to the legendary edition, which is something that I still want to do, but the thought of going back and playing through all those games again and putting all that time in that I used to, I just, it's impossible. <laughs> you know, there's no way it would take me five years to get through them all <laughs> to put in the same amount of time as I used to, you know, 
five or six years ago when I was just playing it nonstop. So yeah, it, it's 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 weird how it's changed in that respect. Now when I'm relaxing, I'd rather just kick back and watch a movie or some Netflix or TV shows or something like that because my job is playing games. <laughs> yeah, you know that's very interesting because the way you just like, I mean, clearly you're a nerd that's adulting. Hence the title of our podcast, right? But it's very <laughs> interesting how so you play so video games is like your your career essentially, right? And the way you describe that is exactly how I feel in my life. Even though video games isn't my career, it's more of a hobby. I could do all this stuff as like a hobby. I'm not making any money. I may have made two hundred dollars last year on Twitch, which hey, I made money in a hobby. You know, I'm happy about that. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta be <laughs> thankful for all of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy for like the few followers and and, subs- and subscribers that I get. I mean, yeah, do I do like a few YouTube stuff here? But as a as a as I have a real job, like sometimes at the end of the day, I just. I don't want to play video games. I'd rather just unwind and watch TV or like, you know, hang yeah. out with, you know, my kids or, you know, I told it's the dynamics is the same versus you having a video game for a career. It's kind of sad when you think about it, but I totally get it. I can totally understand. But I always, I'm always interested in people that do this for a living. What is it like when you're not, when there's not a camera or a mic on and like, does it, has it changed you at all? And I think you are just experiencing what every adult experiences now yeah (laughs) essentially i I think i think if i had a a, a, another job that wasn't related to youtube or content creation or video games even if i was just you know still working at the cart track or something i think it would still be the same i just if i was working the same number of hours as i do now i wouldn't feel like i had the time and ability to devote to games as what i was able to when i was in my you know late teens early 20s it's just the nature of growing up, I suppose. Yeah. This, is, this, is turn, this is turned into a sad episode now. We're just yeah. here commiserating. In a way, I'm that. lucky because I'm able to still play the games on streams, you know, yeah. play all these amazing game playthroughs that I've played that I otherwise probably would never have touched. You know, I totally, I totally like love that, that comment because last year I, I always wanted to just stream because I just like the idea of it. I like, I've for me, it's like hanging out with a friend that's watching you, where, whether it be five people, 20 people, 100 people, whatever, right? It kind of feels like that. And that's what it feels like for me. And so I made a New Year's resolution to stream more. And I got to complete a lot of games last year that I probably otherwise wouldn't have if I hadn't focused on streaming last year. And so that was also a cool aspect was like I finished like Resident Evil Village. I finished Returnal. Both awesome games. I probably wouldn't have finished those. Oh, and Kina. I, I beat Kina last year. So I beat like three games last year. And I don't think I beat a game at all in 20, was it 2020. I don't think I beat any game in 2020. So that's an interesting comment. Yeah. You said that, that you get to play these games that you otherwise may not have because of your career path. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword. But I think ultimately the fact that you're, you're working with games and making content creation about games it does actually allow you to play more games, really, just not in the setting that you might be used to of just kicking back and relaxing and having it on the big screen or something like that. Yeah, I was wondering, if it, is it weird for you to sit back and not be giving commentary when you're playing your game? Like, do you just sit there and like, oh, this is weird. I don't have to talk and just play, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it actually isn't, uh, funnily enough. Like, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I, it, all of it is normal to me now, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's just you just know like when to turn it on and off, right? You just know. Okay, well, I'm, yeah. I'm streaming, so I gotta I gotta talk, or I'm doing a video. But uh, that's that's great stuff. I love I love that. That's just really interesting to me. Uh, okay, I, this is a good one. I like to ask people. 
knowing knowing what you know now and going if you could go back to give yourself like one piece of advice what would you tell yourself before you started um probably start earlier (laughs) (laughs) i i I wish i could have like i i was i think i probably thought about uploading more regularly or focusing more on it back in those 2006 to 2008 days Mm -hmm. um when i was just uploading random videos i I think i would have i wish i'd started focusing on gta 4 like maybe Mm. racing in gta 4 or car testing in gta 4 to have had a bit more of a um a head start on you know everything for gta 5 maybe especially with there would have been less people doing it back then but you know you can't you can't turn back time in that way um in terms of just before i started actually focusing on it properly i don't know what i would tell myself i think i think i'm pretty happy with how it all went i don't think i really could have done anything differently um i've never been i've never had a channel that's sort of blown up or grown substantially i've always grown but at a relatively stable state over the last like nearly 10 years now um so and i'm pretty happy with that rather than you know getting a big influx and then nothing for a while i'm i'm pretty happy with how things have gone so probably just i would just tell myself to i don't know learn to talk better uh (laughs) quicker because some of the early videos were uh were a bit ropey on my accent and also reading scripts and then transitioning to not reading scripts and oh it was it was rough in those early days yeah yeah I, but you I have mean, to go through that anyway you know you got to do that to find where you're at i'm looking at myself right now because i did the first the first video i ever did on youtube um i just like half the time like i, I probably recorded for about 45 minutes and i probably spoke for about five of those 45 minutes because i was just so like and then i did like a whole like uh, mishmash of like outtakes and it's it was freaking hilarious but it's like <laughs> i realize yes typing out a script or having note cards or something notes to go off of is extremely helpful you know and it's very it's, it's funny because like i think everyone goes through that uh every youtuber when they're just like sort of going through like the process of, be, of doing it i could i totally understand it not that i'm a big youtuber or anything, but i totally feel you on the yeah. talking points and stuff don't say um i mean <laughs> I started with with writing a script for my videos, but because I'd, I was, I'd had no practice of talking to people on, or talking on videos, so me reading the script that I wrote at that time was awful. You know, it was terrible. It, it wasn't entertaining in any way, and it didn't flow. So I kind of had to stop myself from writing scripts to just talk more fluently and fluidly about whatever I'm wanting to talk about. It became more rambly. Um, but I'm still happy to make those rambly videos even now, every now and then. But as the years have gone on, as we've gotten more recent, I've started to bring in the scripts a bit more, especially for like that spoilers video that you were talking about, where it's more informative mm-hmm. and we've got points to talk about. I'll write an entire script for that. But because now I know how to talk and how I how I should be talking, reading that script is a lot more proper you know i i actually enunciate and i speak properly rather than just reading a script at all the same time <laughs> all the way and trying to focus too much on reading the script so it, it's weird and i've noticed other creators go through the same sort of phases that i have um it, it's it's a process and you just find your own way through it 
Yeah, one of the one of the pieces of advice I forgot who said it, but it, when you're talking to the camera, just pretend like you're talking to a friend. Like if you're explaining something, just try to pretend you're telling a friend what you're trying to explain. Like if you're talking about spoilers, just imagine you're telling like your best friend about this game or something. And I thought that was like a oh, really good. Interesting. Yeah, I've I never a... thought of it like that. <laughs> really? Yeah, that. I'm the op- Yeah, I'm probably the opposite. I like to think that I'm in some sort of like lecture theater and trying <laughs> to explain to a group of people who have no information whatsoever and break it down and make it as easy to understand as possible but to an audience like i feel like i i, I speak better when i know that i'm when i'm thinking about the fact that this is going to a lot of different people who have a lot of different knowledge bases coming into the video um yeah, I've never, I've never tried to like act as if I'm speaking to a friend. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting you said that because the reason why I think that works for, I think it's great because it puts the pressure on yourself to put out to be like, for lack of a better term, good or like to present good content when you think like that because you have the pressure of like a thing. But you also have, I think, you kind of add stress when you think like that. And so when someone said that, I just thought both work well. I'm not saying one is better you, than the you other. You have to find a balance and everybody's yes. going to be different. And, and to yes. be fair, I'll make some rambly videos that are like I'm just talking to a friend and I'm just, you know, <laughs> shooting the crap with with whatever and uh, whatever I'm talking about. So, yeah, it, it varies on the type of video that you're making and the type of content you're making and the type of person that you are, really. Yes, 100% agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, all right, I just have a few more questions that I, that I want to jump into and not a whole lot more here. Uh, I kind of want to sort of go away from the actual content creation piece and sort of go into we talked about adulting and like what your what your life is like. So obviously, I know you're very busy. I mean, uh, just trying to we were we had struggles trying to schedule this. And, you know, I understand like juggling real life with a job and all that. And so like, how do you like, how do you find yourself juggling your your time? Because you're you're your own boss, right? Like you you decide on when you make content. You decide when you work. You know, you decide when you get a break. And so, how how do you manage all that? And, and do you think about it? Do you schedule yourself? Like, how do you juggle streaming, YouTubing life with your real life? Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to work for me. I'm a horrible boss. I can't be that bad. <laughs> there's there's positives and negatives of it to be honest um the, the the main the big positive of the whole thing is that i can schedule things where that to suit me if i need to you know go take the dog to the vet or go drop sexy off somewhere or whatever you know i can just take out some time to do that and put it in somewhere else in the week um i'm not beholden to a job nine to five and have to be there you know you have to schedule everything around that instead mm-hmm. apart from streams obviously live streams are at set times every week but normally they're in the evenings where nothing else is going to be happening anyway so there is a benefit in that respect but the the other aspect is not working too much and certainly over the years i've worked you, you tend to work a lot more in the early days than than what you like i probably worked 70 80 90 hour weeks of making content just because i was enjoying it and it was my hobby and then there's no limit you know you 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 just don't stop you just keep doing what you're enjoying and then as things grow and things start to get more job-like and you're making money on it and you've you've, you're putting all your time into it then you've got to start thinking about transitioning to this being a job and being more like 
okay, I've got to start setting myself some boundaries of how much I can work because I'm just going to burn out if I don't. And a lot of creators do, and, and I have at various stages as well. So that now I kind of, I set myself a limit of how much I'm going to work every week. Sometimes I'll go over it and I take it off later on, but it, it's kind of like having a full-time job, but with the freedom to choose my hours at any point and I schedule it myself and you know, I've got spreadsheets and calendars set up and everything like that so that I I have specific times when I'm working and specific times when I'm not but I can also just move those around whenever I need just to try and have some structure because the problem for me is I still enjoy it so I would still just be <laughs> yeah. doing like you know ridiculous hours if I didn't have other responsibilities but now knowing that I do have these other responsibilities I can't afford to work that much because other things would just get left by the wayside uh, I, you know on a regular basis we can have weeks where i'm working hard um every now and then it's just it has to be a balance yeah that's i'm not well you talk about spreadsheets and calendars and so i'm not surprised given by the organizations of how you organize your videos <laughs> i'm not surprised at all but uh i do thing- love i do love a good spreadsheet <laughs> <laughs> i think that's but i think that's very important yeah because when you're you're basically like a you're running almost like a small business essentially you know and you have to look at your own you have to look at yourself because your business is you and i think that's uh i think yeah. those are all really good points that you brought up because i mean you hear it all the time when people being burnt out and stuff and and, and as for me personally i Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just gonna say if you're not if you're not working, you're not making money either, and that's exactly. a, a huge stress. Um, exactly. So, it, but then you've got to put those limits on at one at some point. You know, you can you can work yourself as much as you want, but it, it's only going to last a certain amount of time, and eventually you're going to have to put a bit of give in there. Yeah, and I can totally relate too because I I love like I always joke around in our in our podcast i'll go through and i'll literally edit out edit out all the ums and so i told josh like dude i know what your ums look like and so (laughs) yeah but i love that part of the process but that could take i don't know an hour episode could turn into two hour three hour editing time but i love and i enjoy that but i have a life i have a career (laughs) a real job outside of this so i can totally understand how getting caught up into that and just spending so much time uh I love content creation personally, and that's why I do it as a hobby. Like I guess I don't, I don't think I'm going to make a career out of it myself, but it's just a lot of fun, and I and so I like talking to people like you. Um, I only have like two more questions, and so that kind of leads into one thing about so health, like mental health and physical health. And you actually did an episode about it and a podcast episode about it, and I thought that was really, uh, uh. I don't want to say uh, very open of you, really cool of you to kind of talk about that and how, how it affects you. And I think it's a, I mean, obviously it's a real thing. Devin Nash talked about it, about burnout, mental and physical health. And so given what you know now, how do you, how do you look at your physical health? Do you, are you more aware of it now? And do you like watch your diet? This is like an adult thing. Do you like watch your diet and what you eat? Are you giving up energy drinks? I don't know if you drank energy drinks, you know, you're not drinking soda. Like, so how does like your mental health and physical health play into all of this is into your, into managing your time? I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, I, I do sort of set time aside to focus on that stuff, uh, especially, you know, physical health, going to the gym and things like that. 
um, it's very easy to just forget about it. And I did for many, many years and not really just, you know, sat in front of my computer and worked and didn't focus on anything to do with physical health and, um, you know, making sure I was looking after myself. And luckily for me, I've, I've never been one who, you know, gets fat or anything like that. I've always just been <laughs> super skinny all the time and I've just ate what I want until I've got to 30. But even then, it's not really had much of a change. But, you know, you, you notice that if you're, if you're not paying attention to that, you might go try to do a run or do, a, you know, even just walking somewhere and you're out of breath and you think, well, that's not right. I wasn't like that when I was 18, <laughs> you know, playing football and biking all over the place. And yeah, it, it's, um, it's something that you've, you, I, I specifically try to devote time to, you know, as part of a schedule, just like work. I devote some time to my physical health and the mental health side of things. Obviously, like you say, I've made the the videos about anxiety and all that kind of stuff. And all of that came about before I even started YouTube. So in a way that the YouTube side has helped me with Mm. that, to find a purpose and to be doing something that I enjoy and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, you can have bad mental health days as well that will affect your ability to make content and like we were saying because it's all on you you know if you're not working you're not making money so you've got to at least I try to keep on top of it and be mindful of how I'm feeling and where my mental health is at just as much as my physical health because all of it is important to continued healthy living and making content and making money and live you know paying for stuff yeah yeah. Ultimately, that's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah. So money is very important, and uh, when you're not content creating, and that's your job, you're yeah, you're you're losing yeah. money. So it's a mental gymnastics or a mental struggle. I can imagine. I like, trying to trying to think about that. Uh, Harris Heller is another big YouTuber that I like, and he talks about that stuff. He does. He's got all kinds of businesses, and it's just um, for the record that was my last question. So I'm just gonna close it out here, just a little bit, talk to you a little bit more, and then we'll, we'll close it out here. But uh, I think that's really interesting because in the beginning i think in the earlier stages of content creation that was never talked about it was always about the grind you know like everyone's talking about yeah the grind if you're not grinding you know you're not and then think this is just in general for adults and um i'm maybe i'm not maybe in the uk it's different but in the united states it's definitely like like oh like the grind is like this this toxic like viewpoint of how to work like and, and it's sort of changing and it, i kind of felt like that was never talked about when it came to streamers and content creators and it's really so it's really cool of you to talk about that and now that's kind of being open is just my thoughts on that yeah it seems like um thing, the world in general is becoming a little bit more mindful of this kind of stuff i suppose um but yeah, yeah. It, it, i think it, it, you just got to be careful you just got to you know look out for yourself honestly yes in whatever you're doing yes 100 percent that was my last question i just want to thank you so much for coming on and being open and talking about all these things uh i think you you provided some you provide some great content for the gta community i look forward to what you're going to be coming out with next if it's more gta or something different i'm just uh i'm really thankful and appreciative of you coming on and talking with me today thank you for having me it's been a pleasure great and uh if if anyone who doesn't know who Bruffy is, all of his links I'll put in the description. So just look at the description. You can check out his YouTube videos and uh, check out his awesome content, especially his awesome spoiler video. So 
that being said, uh, I'm going to end it here. And uh, it was great talking to you. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. You too. Thanks. Adios.